Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company? Achieving your life's goals? Yet wake up in a cold sweat? Next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Well, hello, caviar dreamers. Hello, caviar dreamers or Labrador retrievers, whichever you may be feeling this week. Woof, I woof. know. Woof, woof, woof. I'm super excited because this Thanksgiving episode, we have on the best people in the entire universe. We do. We have two guests that are very, very hilarious, and you will be thankful to have them on the episode this week. Ronnie and Ben from Watch Your Crappens. And Ben actually won a little contest. Uh, of imitating the Marge. Classic Marge. Classic Marge. Classic Marge. They are so funny. They have, you know, disrupted the podcast industry, literally started it. The first ones to cover the Bravo shows. They have such a successful podcast. They have been a fixture in the iTunes top 10 for film and TV podcasts. They started 10 years ago. They cover everything Bravo and they have over three and a half million downloads a month. Three and a half million downloads a month. I mean, that's crazy. That is so, in podcast world, I mean, that is unheard of. They are the big time. They're the big time. They're the Rolling Stones of podcasts. Seriously. We're going to shoot the shit and gab nonstop about everything Bravo, all their feelings. Uh, Did they ever piss anybody off? And you guys are really just going to get to know them. I mean, they were, you know, Ben was driving a freaking Uber before he started this podcast. But don't call Ronnie a cater waiter. Yeah. No cater waiter. Okay. He was a real waiter. A real waiter. Hi, Ronnie and Ben. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm just so happy you guys are here because the Caviar Dreamers, they're going to be very excited that you guys are here because you guys made the dream happen. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I mean, Ben was driving an Uber. That's right. At one point. Wow. Even that though you correct. To, even though you went to Dartmouth. That is correct, yes. I mean, wow, you guys yeah. did your research. I love I that. I did my research. Ronnie was harder to research. Ronnie, Ronnie keeps like a download profile, Ronnie. Did you just hit my, my porn or what? Yeah, exactly. It was hard to find. Well, wait, so Ronnie, where did you grow up? I couldn't find out where you grew up. On I grew line, up in no? El Paso, Texas. Oh, it was Ronnie Karen from Texas. Oh, yeah. El Paso, Texas. I grew up in El Paso, Texas. I'm Lebanese, a Lebanese boy from Texas. 
Oh my God, with the, with a Texas accent. I love it. The love a little bit, yeah. So Jen is my people. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aiden is your people. Like, <laughs> yes. But your house is not decorated in um, modern Listen, I'm interior. gonna try and get to more toilets. I will try and put toilets <laughs> anywhere that they will fit in this house, okay? I love an 18 toilet room or You'd home. Love an 18 See, Fennage is on sale on Instagram right now. Well, you have to DM us <laughs> to buy it so you could get whatever you want right now for the price. Yeah, just saw that. Oh yeah, we were cracking up because <laughs> yeah. she's thanking the Z Gallery for everything else, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh she's." I mean, I don't know what's going on there, and she's having a rage because people are making fun of her, and then she threatened them. She threatened the oh, people. Of course, <laughs> threatened the people mocking her. I was like, "Oh, stop, relax, people." What's going? Threaten them with what? I don't know. Blocking them. Oh. She's I can just imagine how that goes down. Goes, All right, sir. You know what? If you if you keep saying those things, I'm gonna block you. I'm gonna block you so hard. I'm yeah, gonna you block you off Instagram. She <laughs> <laughs> had you. She, if she disses you, she has to do it with her face. Like I will not take it seriously unless I get up. <laughs> and she also said. She also said she was almost celebrity. That's what she yeah. said. I loved it. I loved it you so much. You don't get to slide into celebrities' DMs and say whatever you want. That's what she, I mean, no. I was like, wow. That's a special place. Yeah. And wait, I just want to also say, Ben grew up in Katona. You know, my maiden name was Katona. Did you know I, that? No, I did not know that. Your maiden name was Katona. I grew up in Mayapak, New York. Mayapak? That's, yeah, right. that's where I got drunk the first time. Yeah, on Mayapak. Lake Mayapak? Yeah, I had. I can't believe you're from Mayapac. That's yes, like that's yes. pretty close to where I'm from. Exactly. Wow. It's so white by us, right? Where we. Grew oh my god! Up. Yeah. A little crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It was just so middle. I think it was just so middle America. Well, it was. Um, it was. It was definitely very white, and um, <laughs> I was in my own little bubble. I remember after graduating from college, going down to New York City and trying to go to a club. I forget the name of the club. It was this like really cool club? And I was literally wearing khakis. And I was like, hey, hey. Like, no, you, you, no, you're wearing khakis right now. I'm like, but I'm from Westchester. <laughs> I know, I know. Our town was like very big football, football town. Yes, yes, very exactly. Big. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I just have to say, I, watch what crappens. I mean, you guys are unbelievable. It's like people are, are literally obsessed with you. You guys have come on the scene like, caught on like a house on fire literally everybody's so crazy housewives love you so i just want to know what do you think the phenomenon is i mean i know why because you guys are funny hilarious and so talented but what is the phenomenon with housewives and, and the bravo shows why do you think it's so popular like because and how you're did the you only cartoons for adults there aren't very many cartoons for adults i feel like mm -hmm. you guys are cartoons like you're hilarious we can just do big stupid voices to talk about you and the just the big dumb stupid fights i mean who doesn't love that you know yeah it's like tom and jerry for the new age just like <laughs> wait for somebody to get beat over the head with the pan you know you know what yeah. that, is, that is the best is. description i have ever heard and <laughs> it, that is that is absolutely perfect so then i i go into the next question do you want to see your housewives be serious? Because there's so many serious things going on right now mm, in, yes. in the world. And then we have to address the serious things going on. But don't you think people want to just watch housewives and Bravo shows to kind of tune out to the real bullshit? That's yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, like for sure, pepper in the serious things because we want to see the real stuff and we need to understand it. If it's just like 
all fights and all extra all the time, then you sort of feel like it's kind of fake and you're like, I don't know if I really need to see this. So you need like, you need some seriousness to make sure the extra stuff really pops, but I don't need my Real Housewives or really anything on Bravo to be like a really serious experience. I actually don't need that from any reality TV. I know there's some people who love like watching those shows where someone's like addicted to something and it's like, look, look at them. It's day 45 since they last had peanut butter and look at this. <laughs> I don't care. Get into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That makes me feel better because that's kind of the way I feel. I always say escape from your problems and focus on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, look, like the, the Corona happening now, it's like starting to hit Bravo where all the Corona footage is coming out on all these shows. And guess what? I don't need it. Okay. I already have the ignorant like family members who are like, what? It's a bunch of bull big pharma bullshit. Like, I don't need to hear that on a uh, housewife show or when they start talking about politics and stuff like on New York a couple years ago or a few, God, it's been a long time. We're old. But when they were, yes. when Hillary was running and there was that whole like, well, yeah. he voted for Hillary and then no one would answer because you know, most of them didn't or whatever, mm -hmm. which, you know, would turn into a huge battle online. And then I don't, I don't need that here. I get enough of that in real life. You know, I'm pissed off every day. Okay. <laughs> this is where like, it's fun <laughs> to be pissed well, off. But that being said, I don't mind like a housewives twist on some really serious shit that's normally making us angry. Like the Real Housewives of New York reunion this season where the first 15 minutes of it was talking about coronavirus and you have Ramona Singer there and being like, you know what? I know I'm safe because I went to my club in Florida and there's a doctor by the tennis court and he tested me and said I was okay. And it was so ridiculous. <laughs> like this is how I want my coronavirus coverage. I want it filtered through someone like Ramona Singer. Yes. Who lives right. in her own like weird world. And then coronavirus like for the first time ever was like funny. And I'm like, I'm down with that. Don't win mess in the ocean, okay? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's that true. makes it fun, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is what makes it fun. Because also I feel like, how do you feel about like this cancel culture? Like on Vanderpump Rules and stuff. I know this is serious conversation that we're gonna talk about all I know, you're like, don't we hate serious stuff? Now let's talk about cancel culture. No, 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 I just want to talk about that a little bit. Up next, cancer. Up next, I know, exactly. Yeah, exactly, who smokes? Raise your hand if you want cancer. Okay, there's the last serious question I have. Because it's like, those things weigh on me. I'm just like, how do you guys feel about this cancel culture? So many people. Not, not the watch what happens, not my fabulous. Yeah. Oh, give us not time. <laughs> Weigh in. I'm like, get rid of so and so. You might say it lightly, but people go to town. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, wanting yes. people to get fired, everything else. How, what do you, how do you feel about this? I mean, I feel like, um, I mean, you know, I don't think anyone, I think actually no one likes the idea of cancel culture of like, just like this railroad that knocks people, knocks people out. But I do feel like there are people who are like, do we need this person on our TV? And I, my, my whole feeling is if there's someone that you're really passionate about, it's like, this person should not be on TV. Like I like support that you feel that way. And like, you know, I think you should speak up, et cetera. But then like also let me have my views too. Luckily, most of my views are in sync with like with what a lot of other people do believe too. But uh, where I think that everyone is allowed to draw their own line over what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, you know, and it's like how that, how, whatever that public figure is in their life, um, that whatever relationship they have, they have to figure that out. And then I can, I'm also free to say, oh, wow, you did not cast that person. Okay, so I'm, I, I've learned this about you. So now I have a new feeling about you. 
but I don't think yeah. it's cool. It that bends like, into double cancel culture. If you yeah. don't cancel, then you don't cancel, cancel your ass. No. But, I, but I generally am like, listen, like, I just, well, I don't like when all of a sudden, like, someone is, like, not allowed to think for themselves and that, like, you have to do this, you have to do this. Like, I don't think that's cool. And I actually think most people feel that way, too. I think that most people who get accused of being part of cancel culture are, like, not as crazy as that, you know? I'm, like, afraid of actually getting canceled about my views about cancel culture, by the way. Look, I could have been canceled, like, numerous times and still could any day that we, like, sit down and talk. So I get that it's scary for that reason. But, like, I've had to change the way I talk. Like, just different opinions I had two years ago I could get canceled for today. And I think the important thing is just like learning, like no one really wants to hurt anyone's feelings. You know? So yeah. if someone's like that sounded racist or that sounded sexist, like I don't want to be racist or sexist. So yeah. I adjust, you know, and like try and learn or whatever. But that said, a lot of it is deserved. Like a lot of it, we've just like taken like the me too thing. It's like, okay, well that's not okay now. Well, why isn't it all of a sudden okay? Well, it should never have fucking been okay from an yeah, like I, that, I absolutely you know? agree. So part of it's that, but then of course there is a feeding frenzy too, where I think sometimes people just all want to jump in because other people are jumping in and then it just becomes fun, you mm-hmm. know? But um that's that's human nature, ain't some, it? Some yes, that are, is that is human nature. <laughs> some people are also angry for like the first time, like really, really angry for the first time. And they kind of sometimes I feel like they expect us to like match them at their level of anger. But the thing is we've been we've been angry for nine years on our podcast and we get it out like every week. Yeah. So then we're like, if someone's like, oh my God, my eyes have been open to this horrific behavior. I'm furious. I'm like, like we're furious too, but like we like we have to do another podcast tomorrow. So we just can't get like our we can't get our energy up to that level, you know? Yeah. Now who's been the most angry at you guys who you've ever done an impression of and um, has it, who's called you and had the biggest fit or just said comments it's, about you we haven't we we've actually been really lucky in that we haven't had a lot of negative pushback from really anyone we've had like maybe like some uh what's her face ashley from southern charm savannah <laughs> she tweeted at us something like get to know yeah, someone first even, before yeah. Yeah, ashley from southern yeah <laughs> yeah <And then> <laughs> Yeah. When yeah, you guys make fun of us, I was like, oh my God, we've made it. Watch what crying I know. I was like, fun of us. Yes. We've made yeah, it. I, was, I was thrilled. What? Come on. Well, I well, actually. No, no, one's, no one's like really come for us hard. I think that if people, if we're like minded people like us, we could just sit down and talk and like go drink all night and have a great time or not drink, whatever, and have a great time. And so we would naturally get along in real life. And I think that those are the people that we do get along with in real life. It's like yeah. people we meet along the way at a party or. Mm-hmm you know some stupid magazine launch or what you know whatever dumb shit we go to and we meet and actually have a good time in real life and the people that don't like us or that we're really harsh to just stay away they probably think that we'll be horrible and we think they're horrible so we stay away so (laughs) yeah Yeah. well you know the other thing is that like our whole podcast we've always tried to have a vibe of that we're like roasting people but we don't actually want to be like internet trolls and it's hard to ride that line like you know especially we do like so many episodes per week and we're constantly just trying to like i'm always just trying to make ronnie laugh so sometimes I'll just be talking and I'll be like, how do I turn this into a joke? And then the joke gets away from me and I'm like, A, that wasn't funny. And I just sound like like a just a nasty person right now. So like I personally aspire not to be just like a nasty person. Be like, oh, look at her. She's fat. She's stupid. Oh, wow, wow. You know, like we try to actually just 
like bring some thoughtfulness to like our roasting. And I think if you do have that, people will be like, oh, they're just, you know, they're, they're just like having fun as opposed to some of the other like voices you like out in the world who are just like, she's stupid. Like, I hope oh, she well. does. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But people have become so like obsessed with you. They can't live without your podcast. There's groups about it. You guys have gone on tour. So I just want to go back to when you first started, because you've been together a long time. I mean, what, twenty since 2010? Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. That's, yeah. that's crazy. It's well, 10 years. 2011. No, yeah, 2011 so is when years. we started the podcast. 2011. We've, yeah. we've known each other since like 2006 or five or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So 2010, yeah. when you started the podcast, were you guys thinking this is just going to be like a fun thing to do together? You didn't think it was going to grow into this like career? No, no, I thought it was stupid. I mean, back when it came out, back when podcasts even came out, like, what even is that? Like, how do you listen to it? The word podcast is stupid. I mean, we were both TV bloggers. And to me, that was like my dream come true, because that's kind of what we do in written form, where we're just making, you know, crass jokes and just being sarcastic about every little thing. And uh, back then we didn't use our real names, you know, we had like internet names or whatever. <laughs> and to me, <laughs> that was like a, my dream come true. And so when we started, actually, when Ben started this, I was like, well, no one really is going to know how to listen to this. Like you have to have an iPod, like what? And then you have to figure <laughs> out how to download it and you can't make any money off that. So it's just, I think the luck of starting so early, you know, mm -hmm. the, because by the time we, when it started to really take off, we had already been doing it three years, you know, so it wasn't really a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were like doing nothing, like I, I was doing nothing with my life at that time. I, you know, I came out to LA to be a writer and, you know, I've had like, it was peaks and valleys when it comes to writing in LA. And I was in a, I was in a big old valley, like a big, big valley. And, you know, I think that like on a, on a psychological level, looking back at it, I just needed to be doing something that was fun, that was like engaging me because like, my writing at that time had stalled. And so, you know, I've always enjoyed sort of snickering from the sidelines, whether it was blogging or with a podcast. And so at that time, this was not earning us anything. Like we, like, like, you know, I was picking up odd jobs, like helping out with my mom's company. Uh, I eventually wound up driving Uber, you know, Ronnie was a cater waiter, you know, I was I've a been, regular waiter too. How dare you? I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Fine, casual fine dining waiter. <laughs> I don't know if we ever thought it would become what it's become today, but I think at that point we were just doing it because it was like an outlet for us. Like in Hollywood, where Hollywood really did not give a shit about us, like it was an outlet for us to be funny and have fun. And, yeah, like, I'm talk used about to performing things. for free. I was doing improv. I went to all the improv schools and performed on improv teams and was doing stand-up and stuff. So I was doing that like every night of the week and then blogging all my days off from waiting tables and the waiting tables. So I, I never expected really to get money because you don't make money doing improv. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you, you, know? <laughs> you don't money. make money like <laughs> doing comedy in some bar, you know? So I was just like, well, if I die if I wait tables three days a week and perform the rest of the days and write these stupid blogs, like I'm happy, you know, that would have yeah. been, that would have been fine. Dianu. Keep your expectations at nothing people. Okay. Well, no, but that's, what's so good. I always say like, if you're happy every single day or like do what you're passionate about, I always feel like the money somehow comes. Yeah. Yeah, or at least enough to buy, a, to buy a potato. You know, like, I'm happy with a potato <laughs> and some white bread. Like, it doesn't take a lot. And so, like, back to getting canceled. If I do get canceled, 
it's not like I'm driving around in some Porsche and like got you know like hot guys to take care of or anything like that. It's literally me You're and my dog. You're not a sugar daddy. You're not a sugar yeah, daddy. like it's me and my dog still eating potatoes and bread no matter what I do. So and we always and we always say people just have to learn how to take a note. Like if someone says, "Hey, could you like not say that?" It like offends me. It's don't be like, "Oh, you're a pussy." It's like, "Oh, sorry. Like I didn't realize that. I'll be more courteous in the future." Like you can't say we... pussy, Ben. You're gonna get canceled. <laughs> is that true? Is that true? No, 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 no. I don't that? think so. I don't think so. But the thing is this though, like norms are always changing and we're okay with that. And and I think that what we try to do is like we just try to have a lot of fun and we try to make fun and and you know, and if someone says that actually wasn't so nice we're like oh sorry and we address it yeah. and then we move on and and hopefully that will you know yeah and i keep think us that, in business for a while yeah, and that's the best way to be because i think if you if you're truly sorry and people forgive you it's not a big deal i mean i stick my foot in my mouth a yeah. number of times i mean not as many as some people on my show which is good because it's my you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have, you have, you're protected by a cast yeah. that can probably stick yeah i'm protected by a number of women that are you know much more yeah. you know screwy than i am so yeah, it, you, a tough one. Well, you know, I will, yeah. I will keep say it light, you know, you keep it fun. Like you, you seem to understand it's all stupid, you know, yeah, like, I just, you and, can't take it seriously in the most respectful way. Like it is yes. like what we do is stupid. What you do is stupid, but it's stupid oh, in the, it's, it's so for true. entertainment. It's for fun, you know, it's for fun, but it's, it's, you don't take it too seriously. No. And, by the way, in terms of uh, uh, Bravo celebrities who um, have not loved what we said, I would love to know if Dolores likes us or hates us. Because <laughs> no, one she time, likes you. I told really? her. Go ahead. Okay, tell me good. one time. Go ahead. Well, no, because I, I like I'd love Dolores. And one time, I think we were in Nashville, Ronnie. We were like in an Uber, and then we got a message from Dolores. She like responded to one of our stories, and her message just said, "Cute." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I was like, "Was that cute?" Like. Oh, you guys are cute or like cute. And then we said, Oh my God, Dolores, we love you. And she never wrote back. So I was like, Is Dolores mad at us? And I've always wondered what no, she meant. No, no. I told her I was coming home. I spoke to her and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I got the boys on today from watching preference. And she was like, Oh, I love them. Da da da. So no, she loves oh, you. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, God. I, I love you. You just made yes. Ben's life worth living. Yeah. Oh, I named yeah. my Roomba after her. Dolores. You named your Roomba after her, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores is the best. You know what? I know what I'm getting my mother for Christmas this year. I know what I'm getting my ex-husband for Christmas this year. I found out a bit about this great company that is called StoryWorth. Oh, I've heard of StoryWorth. Is that the company where you can create a book based on your family's memories? Yes, it's so interesting. And I just always feel like you can never put your memories down into writing stories and people forget yeah. them. So StoryWorth makes it so easy. You just, they'll email your family member every month and they ask them questions and it prompts them to answer them. And by the end of the year, they will put all the stories down into a book. And it's a beautiful bound book too. So it's like a really beautiful keepsake for your family. Yes, and I just love it. I mean, questions like, how has your life turned out differently than you imagined it would? Have you pulled any great pranks? So all funny little stories, serious things that they could learn. So little kids who have grandparents, the grandparents could share. So at the end of the year, they have a memory of their grandparents. I'm going to do it for my mother because 
my son will have kids one day and grandma Margaret has all these crazy great stories. Yes. So it's, it's great for a story with, I think this is the most intimate, sweet, sentimental gift anybody could give to somebody. It's especially good this year for anyone who's separated for the holidays. Um, also, like I've not been able to see my family this year because we can't travel. So anyone who's not been able to connect, you could still connect with these stories and really feel closer for all that time that you've missed out on. Yes, I think, it, great gift. I think it's just so great. So I just think the keepsake books, you save for generations to come. It's such a great memory and no one ever takes the time to write down these great stories. So StoryWorth does it for you. I really, I love it. Seriously, I think I'm giving it to a lot, a lot of people this year. Yes, and for all of our listeners, you can give the loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storywith.com slash caviar. You will get $10 off your first purchase. That's storywith.com slash caviar for $10 off. Yes, storywith.com slash caviar for $10 off for all our listeners. This is an amazing gift. You'll love it. Now tell me, how did you guys, I mean, when you guys could sell out a crowd also, I mean, you go on the Watch What Crappens tour, which I wanted to show up, but then I wasn't in LA and then I was filming when you were guys were in town. But next time when right. this pandemic's freaking over, I'm showing up. But you guys go on tour, you sell out to huge auditoriums. How many people show up at these things? It ranges. Yeah, it ranges. I don't know if it's huge I mean, you auditoriums, like the, you know, but- you like the Rolling Stones of podcasts. <laughs> 60,000 people. 60,000. Let's the, just say 60,000. Yeah, a mil- <laughs> half a million, a million. people. Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Totally. We'll be at Wembley Stadium next year. Um, you know, to us, it honestly does always feel big because the first one we did, I think, was 200 people or 250 people. Well, actually, the very first one we did was at the improv theater I was doing improv at, and they had, like, an opening, and so we did it. And I think we had a total of six people in there. Six and people. We were elated. You know, like, we <laughs> had the best night. We left there like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't ever get to hear people laughing. We have no idea if anybody's laughing, obviously, because it's a podcast. So the first time we heard somebody laughing, I mean, I was dead. Like, yeah. I can't believe I was crying up there. I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys. And we were talking about New Jersey. I remember that night. We talked. There was a whole article about Teresa and, like, People Magazine. And we went through the whole article uh, on that stage. I think our largest show that we've done to date has been for, well, technically our largest show that we've ever done was the virtual show we just did with you about a week and a half ago. I think we had, we really? had like, yeah, we had a, we had a ton of people for that. And then, um, I love uh, that. Uh, but our largest. Don't tell her that. She'll send you a bill. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. We no. had 30 people. Just so, my eyelashes. <laughs> our, our, our biggest live show was we did uh, a show with about 750 people in DC, which That's was really cool. That's a big deal. 750 people. For That's us, like, we're two schmoes on the internet, you know? No, but, you're um, not. I mean, you're big celebs. Oh, oh, stop, stop, Marge. I like your version, Marge. I like your version. I have to plug, yeah, I, no, the way, I have to plug in my computer. I forgot to plug in my computer. One moment, we don't, I'm plugging my computer. Whatever it is feels like a lot to us wherever we are. I mean, just to have people laugh and be so nice, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone's really come for us. Uh, we'll get a message sometimes. We got one from somebody on Southern Charm that was just like, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, I was just mortified even to get that. because I was like, you're not supposed to list. This isn't for you, you know? Like, <laughs> then the next time we record, we're like, but then that guy's going to get hurt feelings. And yeah. maybe he is nice. Maybe he is nice. Because that's the thing. We, we are like, we're like, she is so stupid. She's doing 
that thing, blah, 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 blah. And then like the moment that we know that maybe someone wants to be listening, we're like, we're like, oh, because we're like, we get, we, we're like, she didn't mean it. She's really nice, guys. <laughs> and she's really, okay, I want to go down some shows and I want to talk about like, who's the easiest to imitate? Who do you yeah. think's like hard? You know, let's go down like, like quick fire, quick fire. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So Beverly, Beverly Hills, who do you think, who, who's like the easiest for you guys to? <laughs> Lisa Rinna! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really all you have to do, yeah. no matter what is happening, just do that stupid laugh and like clapping at herself. And yeah. clapping at herself. And who, who like, wait, is it wrong to say like, who, who drives you the crazy the most on Beverly Hills? Oh, right now we're, I think we're both fairly driven crazy by Kyle Richards. Oh, uh, Kyle nuts Richards. right now. Like wow. nuts. And, and yeah, I used to be a big fan. betrayed me. <laughs> That's my favorite. I even have like a little jiggy on my I dash. know. I love little jiggy. I know. Wow. My Vanderpump. Know. Vanderpump. And how do you feel that uh, Teddy got fired? Uh, oh, God. Thank fine. God. But she has to, of course, still be horrible about it. You know? <laughs> I know. Just like move on. Your brother's having Don Cougar. Just we, couldn't get, we couldn't get Don Cougar like, Melon Camping on one freaking episode. That's <laughs> it's like asking, how do I feel after I've got, like, I took care of a hangnail? It's like, well, I feel better. I feel fine, but it's not something I really care to, you know, I don't yeah, think about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> like you get done. your father on one episode? Seriously. I like, you know, I liked Teddy in the beginning. And I really, I, I kind of, I feel like it was just not. She's just not meant for the Real Housewives. I think that she's just like a perfect, like a nice enough person. I, I actually, I actually met her once, and she was like really, really lovely and wonderful. Um, but um, I just don't think she's like meant for this. I think she was in over her head, and she just got manipulated, and just and I, I don't think she knew what to do. And I think it's best that she moves forward with her life. Yes, yeah. she'll be fine. She'll be fine. What is yeah. she doing? Life coaching? What does she do? Uh, accountability. 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 Yeah. Are you so not accountable? That's I give it to her. It's so She's interesting one. for me. Oh, say it, Lexi. Oh, she was so interesting to me as well to be an accountability coach because anyone held her accountable, she just said, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. Go away. <laughs> yeah. She's doing this with her hands. She's yeah. like, yeah. you need to like stop oh, with you that. Need <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> That's bullshit. And also she was, I felt like she was mean. I don't get, I don't let her off easy like Ben. I think she was a really mean person. She was just mean in such a boring way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like she'd pick, she'd pick whoever the popular girls didn't like and she goes after them and she it's just mean like all the stuff with denise richards like oh. what do you care what does it have to do with you and then whenever she's confronted by anything she's like oh so that's what you're saying about mothers it's like yeah. no like she's trying to get a parade built around her of mothers you know it's like mm -hmm. no you're an asshole it's not about everyone else like yeah, and I, if you're I, one I, mother that's an asshole not all and i want and i want <laughs> yeah. I, I think one of the reasons why kyle drives me nuts is because Kyle has like a, a real temper on her. We saw it in season one and we've seen it like flare up before, but in season one, it was there. She has a temper and, you know, whether, whether I agree with how she's using her temper or not, it's like very real. And I feel like subsequently it feels like she's editing herself or she's like, doesn't want that temper to like get loose again. And so she then sort of seems to hide behind these like simpering moments of like, I just feel like you're like, I just feel like you're not being honest. Just be honest. I just want you to be honest. I'm like, Kyle, just say what you really want to say. You're a fucking bitch. I fucking hate you, Denise Richards. I wish you would just be like, be that, you know? Yeah, be authentic. Be that authentic, crazy. Yeah, let it out. Don't be, yeah. you know. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. 
Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what about OC? OC this season. Ooh. What do you think there? Who is it? Go ahead. Well, I was I was prepared for a bottom of the barrel OC this season. The way everybody was talking about it, I thought this is going to be the worst housewife season of all time. So I'm enjoying it. You know, I mm -hmm. think maybe that should be the press before any season. <laughs> like this is going to be the worst season ever. Yeah, and they can be, like, wow. pleasant, and they can be pleasantly surprised. They can be yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I, I, Shannon Bedore is my favorite to do on Orange County. She's one of my favorite voices in general. Just I love that like neuroses and every single little thing. It's like oh well. I've got a, a cell phone here, but I'm not sure that this is safe for me. It might have certain radioactive qualities and I may have to call Dr. Moon because what if it gets in my head? What about my head? I, 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 can't, I can't lose my brains. I can't lose my brains. <laughs> oh, so I like funny. Kelly Dawn. What are you even talking about right now? You're stupid. Oh, why are you mad at me? I don't understand why everybody's mad at me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they are... I mean, that cast is like, uh, they're going through it. That's a kid. That yeah, they need, it needs work. Characters. It needs work. Yeah. It's funny, the Jersey Girls and I say, if we ever had people like that on our show, we'd bury them. <laughs> oh my God, I mean, you guys yeah. would literally bury them. I mean, anybody pulling some of that crap they pull on each other on our show, I mean, we'd literally bury them in the back of yeah. I bet that. that would not be happening on our show. We, do we, you yeah. think it's uh, Do you think it's worse off without Vicky and Tamara? Because I think the casting needs some work, but I'm actually kind of pleasantly surprised not to see Vicky and Tamara this season. What do you guys think? I don't know. I think you could take a Tamara. You could you could take a Tamara on there because she's like she could be. She stirs it up. She she's, could stir it up. You know, she knows. Yeah. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She's a good connector. You know, I mean, she's already stirring up so much. She's not even on the show. She's stirring up so much. Yeah. Somehow, like, she's gotten involved in every fight, and she's not even on the show. I know. So I feel like she's a good kid. But I think it's fine. Listen, I think everybody has um, their place on the show. I don't know. You know, I love every franchise is so different. I think, like, our franchise is great because it is family-based. Our husbands are all so super involved. Yeah. And everybody has a counterpart on our show. And when I say everybody's family is so different. Listen, my kids aren't on the show, but I have Lexi, I have Marlene, I have my mother, I have, I have a different cast of characters. So everybody's family yeah. is so different, but everybody's husband, our husbands are main characters. We're on other shows, they're not as big because all yeah, our yeah. husbands hang out and get along. So I think our franchise is different. I think New York, no one's married. And every yeah. franchise has their own like thing. Um, so, okay, so New York, tell me. Uh, you obviously, Ramona, you guys do. We love Ramona. What? I think what? What are you talking about right now, right? <laughs> I know, I know. What? You don't support <laughs> other women. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, but I don't understand how to do this. Okay, this is like very difficult for me. Okay, it's day class A. It's a day class A podcast. Okay. How could you even call me? How could you even call me an alcoholic? I don't even know what that means. I don't even drink anything. I don't even have a drink. Like Dorinda, you had like five drinks. That was wine. It's just wine. Would you believe she got drunk at my cabaret? I mean, of all the places, I'm I'm trying to do my work, and she is drunk in the front row. It's just rude. It's rude. Yeah, every one of them on New York is so much fun. I. Yeah. Personally, I just love them. I think yeah. they bring yeah. the a, their A game at all times. They, they, all don't give, times. they don't give a crap what anybody says, what anybody thinks. They're not embarrassed. No, no. shame in their game. And each I think one they have nothing themselves. to lose. Yeah, yeah. they're just yeah. themselves. They, they're just like, whatever. 
we already lived the primes of our lives. Let's just like <laughs> yes, have fun. Yes, we already lived the primes of our lives. Exactly. It's like we, a survivor of housewives. Yeah, it's we, like the, any man down. They yeah, if we have to shit on the rug, we don't care. We can crap our pants. <laughs> they were, we don't give a crap. Yeah, they, they, they really have are. A, yeah, they'll have a scene that will last like two minutes that would have lasted an entire episode on Beverly Hills. It's like, I can't believe you said that to me at that party once. And that's just like a one- All like right, a- you know what? You know what? Shut up, shut up. You're stupid. You're a slut. That's what you are. It's like Bethany <laughs> Frankel those days of Bethany just being like, you're stupid. Nobody likes you. You're a slut, a slag, and you're going to die alone. <laughs> All right, what are we going to have for dinner? I want to I mean, Ramona actually poisoned Bethany on the show. She actively- fed her fish that she can't eat and had her throwing up. And that was just like a, it was just like a little afterthought. Oh my gosh, how cute. Wait, so we have to talk about Salt Lake City. I'm a little obsessed with Salt Lake City. I'm not going to lie. I was calling everybody I know to send me the, you know, you'd think they'd send the other housewives the screeners. They don't. They don't? No, do you I'm trying to call all my friends, anybody I know in the business, send me the screener because I don't like to wait till it comes up. I'm like, you know, trying to get it like on this side. I'm like, okay, uh, let me do your lot. I'm trying call, I'm calling my PR person. Bro. I'm like, I want to say, we love Salt Lake City. I, think I love know. Salt Lake City. It's got a great it's start. It's so, so fun. And there's like a couple that are, that are maybe going a little too hard, but it's yes. like Jen. Jen is like, serious serious calm down but at the same time it is like her audition season i guess in a way so i get it and i think they're already really starting to show their real selves like meredith with her did you watch the episode three that they accidentally released early that's this week's episode no how they released it early it's it's on put it on demand yeah. Oh, it is? Oh, I'm going yeah. out tonight and we're going to watch oh, it tonight. Yeah, you got it. It's right there. It's ready for you. So yeah. you start seeing a little bit about Meredith and her son or like her son's always bossing her around. He's really bossy and like there's some darkness there and then um, well, that Meredith Lisa is like lady. a Saturday Night Live character. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she geez. really is. I know. I mean, you think my mouth moves funny. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, she, she can give me a run for my money. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I think it's off to a great start. I mean, they have there's like so much weird dysfunction amongst all those ladies. Like they just have weird, weird stuff going on in their lives. I mean, Mary alone. Oh. Mary married oh. to her 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 <laughs> grandmother's husband is very strange. And she gets into it a little bit more on the third episode. And you're oh, like, I can't wait. Wow, I cannot wow. wait. I and she just so- keeps describing it like it's just something that happens every day. You know, she's like, yeah, so my grandmother died and she really wanted my grandfather to be taken care of. So she willed me to him. And then my mom got so jealous. <laughs> so my mom doesn't talk to me anymore because she really wanted him, but I got him. So I just jumped up and chirped. And I said, you know what? This is my time. So I went for it. I'm like, this is like an all about Eve in a church. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's great. All about Eve in a church. It's great. It's yeah. Like I stole yeah. the role from my I own know, mother. It's like. Yeah, I mean, they're like, what about Whitney's father? Well, oh. so Whitney's father, you know, I'm oh. actually like, I'm feeling a lot of compassion for him. I, I love thought, him. I, was like, I just want to talk about the hair. He reminded me a little yeah, bit of Rick Ocasek. Yeah, the, the hair, yeah. listen, I mean, he did own a wigs hair are meant to come off, and you know what? Like, you can separate him from his wig, and uh, it doesn't matter Literally. what you're going through in life, you can always find a good wig. And yeah, you so can always get no a good hairpiece. I mean, no FBI, I wear a ton of them. For the Diane Warren hairpiece. 
Yes. Yes. I, I think Adam Lambert is what I get. Like yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Good Ooh. call. Good call. Or that guy who won Project Runway, Jeffrey, something another. Oh, like with the neck three. tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's God. a little. It's just a little dark for his coloring. He and poorly styled. It's just yeah. all wrong. It's like an animal fell on his head. Yes, yes. He doesn't look like rock and roll vibes. You know, I, I just don't think it's him. But I really, we are loving Salt Lake City. Oh, God. We're Mary's like, comment alone about the fact she didn't take care of herself. Drink some water when you talk about someone who had a double amputation. <laughs> oh I'm like, she's like, what do you want me to do? You lost both your legs. That means you had a bad diet. Drink some water. <laughs> I was like, is that Ramona Singer there? Is that like, that's like I a know. Ramona Singer thing. That is a Ramona you, thing. You know, but I almost feel like they're like a parody of Housewives. It's like, yeah. it's so good. It's, I yeah. cannot, <laughs> to me, it's just, it's gold. I just, oh my God, the smell like hospital. You said, you said she smells like hospital. No, I said, it smelled like hospital. You said, my aunt smelled like hospital. <laughs> oh I know, I know. It's like, it's for like two listen. Weeks. I was in the hospital for a month getting all my odor glands removed. <laughs> it's all a real thing. What are your odor glands? Like your pits and your puss glands? What is I, I don't, I, I think I don't I'm know. One of, Get rid of them though. If the, is that a thing? Like I, I want to become know. an odor gland doctor. Now. Get rid of them. Who needs them? Your little stink glands? I don't know what your odor glands are. I'm sure she meant like, yeah, probably like something in her armpits. Maybe her sweat glands. I, I don't know. But I think that like everything surrounding this like hospital smell fight is like pretty amazing. I just, yeah. I mean, I just love it. I don't know whoever did the casting for that show. I mean, definitely genius. genius. They're, you know, yeah, they're doing they're a great job. And, and something so good. I'm obsessed with my pair of eyewear. It's the first direct-to-consumer customizable eyewear brand for children. And guess what? I'm wearing them too, because they're customizable. You just click on a different pair on top of the existing pair. So one day they're blue, then they're little sparkles. I'm a little obsessed with them. Oh, it's amazing. And I love it because the founders saw a need in the market and they filled it with something that just wasn't out there. You know, children's eyewear is very expensive. Glasses can be like $300 a pair. And they're boring. You're stuck with one pair of glasses that you can't change with outfits. And kids don't want to wear that. I know. And kids are just like, why do I change my clothes but I can't change my glasses? And I kind of feel that way too. It's like I have all these different readers and things like that. But these are great little glasses because you just like have one pair on and then they're magnetic and another pair clicks right on top. So I could change them constantly. And these yeah. are, they have blue light and I love the blue light. You could do sunglasses, you could do prescription and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, they have all the options. And for kids, they have like, for little girls, they have unicorns, they have mermaids, they have, you know, tie-dye. For little boys, they even have some of the Marvel characters and superheroes. I know. And so all of our listeners, you can get your first pair of glasses, P-A-I-R, for $48 when you use code CAVIAR on PairEyewear.com. Now, what about Potomac? Love Potomac. Oh God, well love Potomac. Yeah, yeah they're having a, really a great season. One. They're having a yeah. great season. They've been on a run. They've been on a three season run. I mean, the first se- I really liked the first season. A lot of people thought it was dull. The second season I thought was only okay, but third season they start things started to like really come to life for them. And then it's I think it's just been. I mean, it's been firing on all cylinders. I mean, it's it's yeah, crazy. That's a, we- that's a glorious show for sure. Now they are going a little long. Um, and I don't know if it's because COVID or just because they've gotten more popular, but I don't need my housewife season to go like 20 million episodes, you know? Yeah. I prefer like a nice 16. 
yeah, my 16 yeah. plus reunions, you know? Because yeah. now they're at that point where they're like, yeah, but you pulled her hair. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, what, like, do you, what do we think of that hair? You know, from a woman who's had her hair pulled. Yes, okay. so on TV. Yeah, yes. you know, so as I a think, hair pulling. I, as a, yes. you know, as the an victim aficionado. of an aficionado of hair pulling. Um, you know, I think Monique, I don't know, I haven't seen the reunion, it's not here yet. I think Monique, I hope she comes to the reunion remorseful, though everybody seems to still be on Monique's side, you know? Well, it's like, we, I think we all agree that what Monique did was wrong. I think that yeah. is like universally accepted, what she did was wrong, and it was disappointing that it took her so long to feel remorseful. I, I guess in some way, I'm, I appreciate that she was honest about how she was feeling, but then it seemed like she did finally have like a revelation, like, oh, I see what's going on. I see why I was like, why I did this. And, you know, listen, I think that the lawsuit is, is excessive. Yeah, she didn't listen. She doesn't need to be sued. The only thing is she did hold on a long time. And she, yeah. you know, she did, she did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, she you know, I think to your point that she's still more popular, it's because that other girl's so nasty all the time that people <laughs> yeah. are still rooting for the one who's wrong. I mean, that's yeah. part of Housewives, though. Yeah, You're rooting sometimes for the person who's wrong. You know, that's just how yeah, it is. It's so, I, that's what I'm saying. It's so interesting. I just, it's like such a study in sociology. It's amazing. I just hope when she goes to the reunion that, you know, she just is very apologetic and that's it. It could move yeah. on. If, I thought that real. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I thought that Real Housewives weren't allowed to sue other Real Housewives or like other cat, Bravo cast I, members. Um, you know, that's what, like I could have sued Danielle because she wasn't a housewife. <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. I, you know, that's... she really wasn't a cast member, but I wouldn't do that. That's not my thing to do. Well, you also know that she's not, I mean, what does she have? Like yeah, really, exactly. what are you gonna take one of Marty's pillows <laughs> off his couch? Like, yeah, exactly. I, re I, already I already took what she had. I told her, I took the one, you know, at her state sale. So, the whole, <laughs> legit, I did. But, <laughs> the, but the whole thing is. Um, that is so that, evil, I love that it. Is so, <laughs> that is really evil, that is evil. I, but, I, I couldn't help it, I wanted it, it was good, it was, just, it was <laughs> yeah, a bargain, I can't miss a bargain. It was a, so, but you, Housewives really don't sue Housewives, but I guess because it crossed the line, because I remember, wasn't Candy going to sue Phaedra for that slander? Yeah, but at that point, Phaedra was, I think, already off the show. Yeah, um, so I don't understand. I guess you don't really do that. It, it went, you know, it went too far. That's what it is. I would yeah. never do something yeah, like I, I wouldn't sue somebody. I'd let yeah. it get all handled. I would, I would sue someone if I had medical bills that needed to be paid and I felt like it wasn't right that I had to pay these bills because someone else hurt me. That's when maybe I might be like calling up Judge Judy. But uh, I think in general, I'd be like, ow, that hurt. That sucked. I hate that bitch never talking to her again or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think she has it. a right to sue her and everything. It's just, for me, it's just gone on so long. Yeah, it's like, like another yeah, week. Yeah, we just, they keep talking about it. I think the only way to really save that storyline is to have like a little clip of Teresa admitting to, you know, setting yeah, the admitting whole thing up telling in the first Teresa calling Monique. I didn't say nothing. They're like, yes, you did, Teresa. We've got it here on tape. She just starts throwing around crystal geyser waters and everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jill, that was such a shock. I mean, I literally, I mean, production, it is really true, had no idea. And no idea until Danielle, you would think that they knew. No one watched the footage at that point because they weren't up to that episode yet in editing. Yeah. 
Oh, right. wow. it, really, it is kind of funny. Everybody was in shock because we were all waiting for, I just think that day we were all waiting for Melissa to come back to that party. And I'm texting Melissa, where are you? Come on, you know, it's the finale. What are you doing? Why aren't you back yet? She was with Danielle. I'm like, what you doing? Drown you in the water? What's happening? You know, I was a nervous wreck thinking that happened to Melissa. She's not answering any of us because they were too busy checking the footage to see if it was really true. Wow. Oh, no. Listening to the really? audio. Yeah, because we, oh. we thought she was lying too. <laughs> and then, Dan I mean, Danielle got, I mean, that's. Listen, she oh, got. Oh, man, this is funny. Yeah, she got her <laughs> she revenge, whatever, you know, that was it. But at the end of the day, we, we don't even know where she is right now. She has her own podcast. Absolutely, Danielle. <laughs> Yeah. A podcast called, How Could You Do That To Me? How could you mind? I know, I know. It, it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to say? Okay, Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, well you know, I had- Portia's always a classic. Love yeah. Portia. Um, I had, a, I had a, running, a running gag for many years that Candy's voice is like the hardest voice in all of Bravo to impersonate because she modulates so much. It's like high and then it's low and high. So I'd always have like a running joke about that. But um, I don't, I feel like I don't have any good, I guess, no, Rhonda, you have actually a really good Kenya. I feel like you have that, you get that like, ha, laugh of hers. <laughs> like her laugh is really <laughs> all I do. When she's being really mean to someone, her, <laughs> oh, we didn't do any Potomac, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, you didn't do any Potomac. Karen Hugo, security. Karen Hugo, security. Mm. You better get that, check that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's and so good. <laughs> her lip <laughs> acting. Yes, and Giselle always adds an ah after like everything she says. Like, yeah, well, this is a lot going happening. Ah. <laughs> um, but Atlanta, I'm trying to think of who's on Atlanta right now. We love watching it and talking about it, but we don't have a ton of impersonations on that show. Yeah, Atlanta can also be hard because they're already like so funny. And like, I feel like a lot of Atlanta, there's a lot of jokes that they make. And so like, what are we supposed to do? Be like, yeah, so remember when she said that? That was really funny. <laughs> yeah. We turned into Chris tricky. Farley in that SNL skit. Like, remember that time? Remember that time you were in that movie with Keanu Reeves? That was awesome. I, I, do, <laughs> think, <laughs> I do think Atlanta needs a little bit of help, to be honest. I think that, like, they've all become such big stars that I sort of get the feeling, like... Like there's stuff happening behind the scenes, like about like who's willing to shoot with what. Like sometimes you, you wind up with these episodes where we're like, what was that episode? Nothing happened. And you know, I think I, I think it's really good that Nini is gone. I think Nini was like way too way too much of a diva, like to the audience. And like I sort of got in the way of just watching the women interact with each other and joke around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I happen to love Marlo Hampton. Yeah. Oh yeah, the she's great. The bride. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I just think she's so fabulous. And Tanya, Tanya's great too. Tanya's so lovable. Great. So yeah, lovable. all so the great. ladies on that show are really great. But yeah, I think that's one of the funniest ones for me to just like sit down and watch. I crack up every time. So we get to the recap, and it's like, Aah. and also that's another one that goes on so long because it's the yeah. most popular one, right? It's like the highest rated, so I it think goes on for- Atlanta's definitely up there. They definitely get a lot of episodes. They definitely- Yeah, yeah, it gets a lot. So the Too first half sometimes. of the season is usually amazing. And then the last eight or so, it's like, well, oh I my God. Well, I think they're gonna be up for a good, I mean, we, you know, with the scandal we hear coming out now about that uh, stripper. Oh, the stripper. I mean, but, I the, <laughs> but I'm concerned though, because that stripper thing happened like three weeks ago and they just like finished, they finished shooting recently. So I'm a little worried that like the, the, the best part is going to happen all the way at the end of the season. 
I will make everybody watch. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm always down for a stripper scandal. Okay, a male stripper scandal. A male, exactly, a male stripper scandal. I can't. Uh, yeah. So of course, you guys. Well, we'll talk about Jersey in a sec. But you went and watched what happens live. Yes. You were on there, and you won for impersonation. Not one, but you know, you did the best <laughs> impersonation of the Marge. The Marge. The Marge. Andy asked us all to give up, do like a housewives impersonation. And I did the Marge. I said, you know what? Like, this is for you, Marge. This is for, this is for Joan. This is for Joan Rivers up there. You know what? I just was like, I just want to say, you know what? Andy Cohen, I just want to do the Marge for you right now. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. He did. He loved it. I love that you won with me. That makes yes. me so happy. <laughs> but you guys, na- you guys nailed me right from yes. the beginning. Yeah. You're really good. You know, it's for jo- you know what, Siggy, you know Joan. All right, I actually know Joan. I always <laughs> love that. It's like the big, the big who knows Joan better fight. Was one of my <laughs> oh my God. I took that shit seriously. I was, I In that was diner serious. with the fries, the cheese fries. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, and I you're know. the first housewife to ever be like, we're making up over fried shit right now. I know. This is going to solve this whole thing. This is going to, this is, and it didn't solve it. That was the sick part. You know? How could you? You said Hitler. How could you, Mom? <laughs> I mean, I never knew you weren't allowed to say Hitler to a Jew, considering my kid had a bar mitzvah and I was married to someone Jewish. They, they said that lied to me all the time. Siggy's I mean, such a nut. Oh my such, god. Oh, oh gosh. Sucker. I mean, do you see what she's doing? I mean, I can't be talking. I can't. I honestly, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I tried. I tried with Siggy. I, tr- I, I, I was. I was hopeful for her, but. No, she's a stain on yeah. New Jersey. Let's call it yeah. what it really is. On a lot of things. On <laughs> a lot of things. Marco Campanella! Oh, my God. Marco She was such a character also. She really could have been good, but she's really certain. She was. She was destined for greatness, and she lost her mind. Um, yeah. And she blamed it all on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. I, I have a way of unhinging people. I don't know what it is yeah. between, between her and Danielle. I mean, I could just drive anybody crazy. My ex I don't know what happens. I guess, I guess it's Jan. like Jan, Do you have Jan. that effect on them, huh? I do. Jan, Jan Joseph, you know, he's fabulous. <laughs> Jen Josephs. Oh my Where God. And just how yeah. effortlessly you were like, oh, but you know, Jen and I, you know, it's been, we've had a weird relationship. I remember one time when we were in a fight and he just locked me in a closet. And then, you know, time, and you just go on with the story. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> did she just say that she got locked in a closet? And then yeah. you never mention it again. It's like, I know, I know. It was very commonplace. It was a walk in closet. It was fine. I had, it was, I had it, yeah, it's true. It was a walk in closet. If he didn't want me to leave, he would just be like, Margaret, you're not going. And then he'd shut the door. Or sometimes the laundry room. The laundry room. The laundry room. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. If I misbehaved, if I misbehaved. You get thrown into a smaller room. I get thrown into a smaller room. This is for my own protection. Totally, totally normal. It is, head. It was for my own protection. God. <laughs> and then if I did get out of the house, he'd hold the bumper of the car. You know, oh he's very, he very, very emotional. Uh-huh. If anyone wonders why you keep some Ritz crackers in your closet at all times, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Are, is fridge in there. Is yeah. Dolores still with her man? I forgot what his name David, was. Yes, her David. and David are still together. Her and Dr. Wow. Still and we heard together. that Frank broke both his kneecaps. Broke both oh, his right. kneecaps. Yeah. Yes, fell. No one broke them for him. Yes, he fell. <laughs> no, one, no one hit him with a baseball bat. Oh, no one whatsoever. That... I think you guys, we're going we're gonna to have a great season. It's going to be fabulous. I think you're going to really, really love it. 
It's not, no, you know, I'm really excited for nothing, it. Nothing calms us. Nothing calms us down. Yeah. These jerseys are you, free. It's, you're just going to be, are there, are, is there, are there any feuds? Are there like, are there any like issues? There is. Sh- oh, there is. So you think we'd be so much calmer after COVID, but no, I mean, these, yeah, where, yeah. They, you know, we come out guns a blazing. I don't even know how. What, I, like what I want is, Rona, I want. Rona, Rona, Rona rage. Rona, Rona rage, yes. I just don't want Jennifer to be like, I don't want her to have matured. I, I want her to, like, I don't want Jennifer to be like, I, I figured out life. I know I've got to be nice to people. I'm like, because I don't want to like her. I want her to I'm still be like. I'm just trying to be a better person. I can see Paramus. And I want, her, I want her to be like awful still. So that way we can just like. Yeah. Her a lot. So yeah we'll make sure you she's still awful. You don't, you, know, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Corona has made anybody calmer, by the way. No, I think it makes everybody yeah. more crazy. I'm picking my door mm-hmm. size. Sorry, I keep looking down because I feel well, like Sometimes there's an arc when someone's really terrible. I always feel like this is what happens in the arc of, of like a real housewife. If they're, if they're like, a, like a quote unquote villain. The first season, they're horrific, and we just hate them so much. And then we have time off from them, and then we start thinking about how hilariously awful they were, and then suddenly you start to like love them for being hilariously awful, and then you're like, oh my God, they're hilariously awful. But then they, like in their third season, have a moment where they decide that they want to be a better person, and so they stop being hilariously awful. They just start being like normal, and you're like, oh, I was just really embracing you as a terrible person. So that's what I'm really concerned about with Jennifer. Yes, yes. You know, she has good, you know, she's a good, a good person, but she's crazy. I mean, I don't yeah. think yeah. she could change what she is. And it's a it's, it's good, it's, I find it entertaining. I think it's great. It's I always say right Yeah, I do too. It's the right kind of crazy for us. <laughs> that's good. Yes. That's, a, that's what I always say. It's the right kind of crazy. I mean, listen, I am, I mean, I see her on social occasions outside the show, if like we're all together. The truth is we are all friends, all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like that and we're supportive of each other. But I mean, there's times I'm so bored, but I'm like, oh my God, I, 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 I could almost faint. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, you were talking. Yeah, yeah I, could, I could pass out from her sometimes. But it's, it is entertaining. Joe finds entertaining. I want to drop dead. I like yeah. want to leave the room. I'm just, yeah. you know. I, also- I think it's pretty funny. I mean, her whole fight last year about like, what? I just said that she shouldn't have, Pizza at a kids' party. Yeah. <laughs> so what? And then it just gets worse as she keeps trying to defend I know, it. What are you <laughs> saying about my parenting skills, huh? I know, I know. Oh my god. I, mean, I hope Jackie. I hope Jackie gets into some fights because Jackie's oh, really good at reading will. people, but she needs to like have like a good adversary. Like I thought, like her first season when she was like really dressing down Teresa was really excellent, and last season was still good, but she still she sort of had like a a weird thing going on with Dolores. It wasn't quite as good as when she was going at Teresa. Oh, you don't have to worry. Jackie, Jackie's just, uh, Jackie will have a great season. Jackie. Yeah, I read that Jackie <laughs> was oh, worry. Jackie uh, refusing to, to film with people, or it seems oh. like it's, it, all the drama centered around Jackie, at least according to the news. Sashaw Medea, the most <laughs> famous housewife of all time. But yeah, I read a lot about her, but yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be such a crazy season. So what do you guys see next for the Watch What Crafton's guys? Like, where do you see it going from here? Like, what do you, do you even think about where it's going from here? Do we see like, Ooh, what do you I think? We're, I mean, well, for right now, I mean, we're stuck in our amazing. houses. Yeah. No, yeah. sitting in our houses, but like. We, yeah. we still just want to like, we can't wait to get back out on the road. We want to yeah, just like, we want to do that. We want to go on tour. We want to like, you know, grow that. Cause it's honestly like, we're both 
we're kind of like two hands and like when we get to go out on stage mm -hmm. like we just kind of go nuts and so like when we especially when we have like a really big audience i know me personally i'm like ah, da, 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 da. it's like it's really a rush so yeah, i'm excited to get energy. back to that you know? what about sure. i mean a book maybe i mean it would be great look at these little things yeah. maybe is that It'd okay maybe did I catch us? I think it could be great. I think. Yeah, we're, 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 we're making some efforts over there. A lot of it we just don't know. We just kind of go with it because I find anything you plan in life just poops on your head. It like never mm. works. It's always, you know, if you have some like grand plan of we're going to sell this thing, a, a film will be made about me, you yes. know, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, some one. things just don't have a way of working out like that. But um, yeah, we never know what's going to even happen with Bravo or, you know, it seems like one year is the most popular show. The next year they're like, you better cancel everybody on that show. Yeah. <laughs> like, we never know like where the audience is going to be or what's going to be going on with the world. So now I think we just wake up every day and we're like, let's work as much as we possibly can. And just to put out as much content as we can until, you know, something just comes and steals it all away. And yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, before, I'm, before I'm waiting tables in a real restaurant, not only a catering party. Not only a catering <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah, I mean, all those things would be amazing, you know, book, TV show, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, our experience with the podcast is that, um, and this may not be great business advice, but like we just focus on what we do best. And then all the other things just kind of like wind up coming to us in a way, not like in a privileged way, like it just comes to us. But meaning like we just focus on what we do, it creates the opportunities for us. And we're, you know, you know, hopefully more doors will continue to open up to us. We've been really hashtag blast because it's like, hashtag honestly, <laughs> hashtag, we just honestly, at the end of the day, Ronnie and I are literally on Skype for a few hours every week talking about all these shows and like that's all it feels like what we're doing. That feels like that's all we're doing. And it's hard to believe it's going out to like thousands of people and that we get to, you know, in a non-pandemic time, we get to like disappear from LA and then go on to like a big stage in a different part of the country where we get to be like rock stars for like, a, for like an hour. And then we come back to LA and then people are just like, you know, rolling over our feet at Sprouts with their, their carts, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, just on that level, it's like, yeah, who knows? We could be dead tomorrow. I can't believe I'm even still alive. Okay. I've gained and lost the same hundred pounds over the past six years. I should be dead. Okay. I should be, <laughs> I should be missing my legs. No. <laughs> drink water, you know, Ronnie. Drink water. Drink water. Girl, drink look, water. look, Cold look Mary, what I always have. I may drink, I may eat my bread, but I also have a crystal geyser right by my side. Oh, that's day, good. Every... Ariel approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. So, wait, we have a few questions. That Go ahead. Yes. Everybody who comes on Caviar Drink. I mean, what was both of yours separately, together, whatever? Your, I have to say, your big boy panty moment. I always say, you know, there's a big girl panty moment that, that happens when you're like, shit, I got to really do this. This is real, whatever. So, what was your big boy panty moment <laughs> mm, the big scary like that like the moment where like we had to like be like adults and be like yes, oh shit this is something we really have to take care yeah, of it's a defining moment a defining moment for us i think i mean there have been a few i would say um probably i'm trying to think now like maybe one of our first big live shows like we did um we our first big live show like where it was not just like 
50 people, but it was like 200, 250. That was in New York, and it was in uh, at Gotham uh, Comedy Club. And that's when we realized that like, oh, oh, this could be something that we do. And so then our very next show, we put on this big show in LA, uh, and um, we took on a lot. And <laughs> that was like a, oh gosh, we have now, we now like have to get people in these seats. And we were like, we didn't know what we were doing. We got a, we got a step and repeat. We got like, we, yeah. we, we like made VIP gift bags for everyone. We, we, we organized a scavenger hunt for the next day for people oh. who may have come in from out of town. Like we were just like, we got to do this. And um, I don't know if that was a big boy thing, but I remember well, being well, like, I think this all is our- of it kind of is because is. the moment that it, we'd started doing five days a week, I think, and we just said it, Honestly, because we were like, well, if we sell an ad one time a week, what would it be like if we did it five times a week? And the guys we were working with were like, well, that would be great, of course, because th that's all they do is like sell the ad space. So they were like, do it, do it. And then I think the first couple of weeks we really started to do that and had to put out that much content. That yeah. for me was like, you can't just say, oh, we don't want to do this today. Like, I'm tired. I want to stay in bed. Let's do this tomorrow. Because up to that point, we kind of could do that. And so once we made it an actual business where we took money and had to show up if we didn't want or like yeah. get past it, just the fun part, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to actually yeah. have to buy some panties. <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> buy some panties to crap. And actually, you know what? I would My I ass didn't even have any big boy panties before that. Yeah, I think actually one of my, another big boy panty moment was just deciding to do it full time. To that moment when when I said I'm not going to drive Uber anymore, and I'm like taking away the safety net. I'm just like, this is now. This is going to be my job, and you know, my ability to eat food is going to be determined by how well we podcast. Uh, I don't think at the moment I thought that, but in retrospect, looking back, it's like, wow, that's actually kind of a pretty big deal to do that. So that maybe is, that was that my, is big my big boy panty moment. So impressive. That is. Unbelievable. Wait, I just have to ask totally. This isn't one of our questions. What about your parents? They, I think my parents. They must be so proud. They're very proud. They, they fell regularly. They're, they, fell. they no, I think they initially they, they just fell. saw it as like, it was like a, it was like a fun thing. I was doing it on the side. And then they came to that first show at Gotham Comedy Club and they could not believe like how many people showed up and how, how loud everyone was. And then my mom, of course, is like, Ben, I mean, there's a woman here who's a professor at UPenn. <laughs> <laughs> She's very impressed by that. That's so good. Ronnie, what about you? I think my parents are so shocked and they don't really understand what it is, but they're so supportive and like they come to shows and bring a ton of their friends. Like when we're in Texas, yeah. they, there will be two rows of all of their friends and my mom's a total diva you know she's like where's my seat like she went up to some lady and <laughs> we heard this uh, i said mom it's like some bar there's not like a, a box seat for you to sit in you know <laughs> just sit down it, just sit anywhere in the front rows and so she said fine so i hear her we could hear them down at the front door because the little dressing room area was right above it and we heard one of her friends going she is his mother oh, <laughs> yelling at the doorman and then we read in one of the facebook groups after that my mom went up to this girl and said you're in my seat 
And she said, no, I'm not, because they're not assigned seats. She just yeah. said, anywhere. And she said, I don't think so. She said, I'm Ronnie's mother. You're in my seat. <laughs> the girl's like, okay. You know, I'm like, got up and moved the house. So it's I really funny. That. And like, my mom's become kind of a diva. And I tell her, mom, you can't be, it's not like you're Cher's mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're not like Bette Midler's mom. I'm some podcaster. Like, you can't no, walk, she in. Is. She is. You can't walk in I, yelling I, at people. I think. No, I think our parents are really farming. proud. Yeah. I, I think our parents are proud because I think, you know, both of us came to LA a long time ago and, you know, like, we, like, I think they've been waiting. They've given they've up on waiting. us. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They've been waiting <laughs> for a return on their investment. And um, I think that now, like, that we're doing something, it's, like, very exciting for them. And, and like, I know whenever we do shows in New York, my mom will be like, okay, I need you to reserve 12 tickets. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, like we, we, like, we have all our friends, you know, and everything like that, but they want to bring their friends because they want to show, they want to show They want to show you guys off. Yeah. I love that. Is that so sweet? That's so nice. We're both, yeah, we're both lucky we're both, like, we come from, yeah, we come from good, like, good parents and families. Like, you, well, it's obvious. That's so nice. It is. Oh. What's our next question, Lexi, that we always So, say? we always say the Marge is about 50% delusion to about 50% determination, and that has been the secret sauce recipe. What about you guys? What's your percentage split? Oh God, Ice I would coffee say is about twenty three percent. Yeah, no <laughs> um, I would say I'm at least like sixty to seventy delusion, mm -hmm. and probably twenty to thirty percent luck. And 10% just getting out of bed. Like, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll put that to getting out of bed determined. 10% yeah. determined. Okay. Determined. Yeah. determined not to die today. You okay. know, that's pretty good. Right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my determination level is. I think that, like, there, I think there's, like, a high level of delusion. Um, there is uh, probably, again, probably in the 60s or 70s. There's also, like, um, whatever that, whatever quality it is maybe it's insecurity or something that makes me feel the need to like be funny have my voice heard on the internet on a daily basis like if i if it does if i don't weigh in on something like wait a second i have to talk about the the coffee mug that teresa was holding in that random scene it's so like you're i saying have to like do that. 20 percent pure thirst, thirst. <laughs> I'm definitely at 20, like 70% delusion, 20% thirst, and like 10%, uh, I don't know, just like, I need something to, to do with myself. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's good. See, delusion yeah. is a very positive thing. It's a very yeah. driving, it really is. It's a driving mm -hmm. force in people's success. And people are always like, oh, I'm not delusion. I get other people come on. Yeah, they get so offended. They're like, delusion, I'm 100% determined. I'm like, get over yourself. You're yeah, you're around. an asshole yeah. then. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, did, the asshole test just came back, and you are one. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think I'm determined. I think the determination is made of the delusion and the thirst, and that creates the determination. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I like, that's a great definition. I might have to steal that and put yeah. in my go ahead like I, watch <laughs> a lot of, I watch a lot of murder shows like a uh, documentaries or anything you know i love a good mystery but 
whenever the killer, especially in documentaries, like snapped, you know, when they're like, and then finally the lady snapped and she's so crazy. You know, everyone's miserable. The people who got their, who got their family member murdered, like everyone around them is miserable. Guess who's not miserable ever? The killer. Have you noticed <laughs> like, the killer? The killer is always like happy as fuck. They don't care what. It's like, I just got thrown in jail, my life taken away. And they're like yeah. partying, like dating chicks on, you know, on the, the internet, phone or whatever. Yes, exactly. Like, this the delusion, there's something about delusion that just keeps you going. I don't want to know anything about the real world. Yeah. Uh, so true. Yeah. If I had determination, I'd be working in consulting or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'd be thin, married, and rich, probably. Yeah, I'd know, have abs. Like, and that sucks. Who the yeah. fuck wants that? No. Thin, married, and rich. Who needs oh, it? Gross. I don't want that at all. Gross. Gross. I know. I see that. I see that, and I'm like, that is so much work. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's so much work. So much effort. It's yeah. so much easier to be. I someone who doesn't make dough at home, I can tell you that right now. Loser! <laughs> <laughs> so true. Can't work in their pajamas. Uh, yeah. so, uh, so the last question is, um, we say because we're entrepreneurial, entrepreneur real. Um, Ooh. what's your most real entrepreneur real advice? Not like business plan, this, that, like anybody who like wants to start something. Margaret Josephs, are you giving me an opportunity to pontificate about yes. business right now? Yes. Because <laughs> I could do this. I could yes. do this. You okay. take it. You no, I away. would say, I, I don't know if I can speak about business at large, but I can at least speak about podcasting. Yes, we podcasting, do get a lot of questions about podcasting. You two are working. All right. Making, making it happen. We're going to make it happen, like, like Mariah. So here's, here's the, the piece of advice I always give everyone, which is, at the end of the day, you just have to be consistent with your podcast. If you choose what schedule you're going to do, what schedule that works for you that can be scaled up, um, whether that's daily, weekly, biweekly, monthly, maybe eight episodes in like one batch as like a season, choose whatever your schedule will be and then stick to it. Because if you don't stick to it, you're not going to grow your audience. Like if you, if, if you're, if people don't never know when your, your latest episode is going to come, it's just, you're never going to get that stickiness. And I, and so that's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is that if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just start it. Like, do not find yourself um, thinking in circles about like, what will I call it? What will the voice be? What, what's this quality? Because the longer you spend like hemming and hawing and like fixating on some small thing, the, the longer you do that, the more competitive the podcast market, marketplace becomes and the harder it is to like get your voice through all the noise. And the truth is, your first few podcasts are going to be crap anyway. Listen to our first few episodes. They're terrible. Our so first just, few hundred. Yeah. Just know it takes, it takes a while to get your podcast voice. So you better start as, start as soon as possible because, you know, like the longer you wait, the, 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 the busier it gets and the more crap you're putting out there before you become good. So just get out there, do it, have fun, experiment, but make sure when you're serious about it, like get on a consistent schedule. I like it. Yeah. That's great that advice. Very good advice. Ronnie? Thank you. Mine is don't sell yourself short. You know, if you think you're an idiot who probably doesn't deserve anything, you're probably right. But if you just look around the world, <laughs> there are a lot of rich idiots who don't deserve it. You know what I mean? So even if you don't have the self-confidence to think like, oh, I could make money doing this, you can. There is money out there. It is being spent look around who's making it and ask them what the hell they did, you know? And we're not rich or anything like that. But once I heard that there was some money in podcast, I was like, where's it coming from? 
who the hell would pay? And then people told me, and I called those people and was like, I have a podcast. (laughs) 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 There are, there are people dumber than you that are doing okay. So don't ever, don't ever just think you, you aren't worth something. Even, even if you're truly not pieces of shit, make it all the time. So just like make an effort, make a couple of calls and reach out and talk to people and be friends with people who are around you because life is too rough to be, fighting with people and having negativity with people you know, everyone around you yeah you. but even real housewives the best hey, real housewives you. will have shit but then they can still come together and be it's true still love know. each other in the end by, yeah. by we're yeah. all stuck in this shithole together you know like be what? nice you know be nice and, 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 and like make, make sure and make sure what you're doing is something that you love which is like the most trite advice that people say over and over again, but there actually is a lot of truth in it. Like it it can be hard to divorce yourself from what you thought your plan was versus what you are doing. Like I, I, again, I came out to LA to be a writer. I still do hope to sell a script someday. It'd be great to have my name up there on the credits for like a TV show or a movie. And I loved it, but um, it was hard. Another, another big boy candy moment for me was (laughs) having to, tell myself like having to like really refer to myself as a podcaster first and not a writer like when I everything in my life is that I want to be a writer and I moved out to LA to be a writer and I was out here I've been out here for 20 years say I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a writer and then to now lead as like I'm a podcaster and then realizing that that not only is that okay it doesn't mean that like I abandoned a dream it actually is like I actually found a bigger and better dream and like being okay with stuff like that, being okay with, with moments like that will, and, and really recognizing what is truly making you happy versus what you've always said would make you happy, I think is a really important thing. It is, it is. I also think you guys aren't, um, you're not just podcasters to the fact we go, I'm a podcaster. I mean, you're the epitome. Like yes. people compare themselves to you. Everyone's like, we want to be like yeah, Ronnie and Ben. You strive for your success. So oh, that's thank like, you. Oh, thank you. no, but that's true. I mean, everyone's like, we we want to be like Watch with Preppins or you know you guys are the we're like good luck yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you guys are the pinnacle of the of the dream yeah well, so thank that's you. What, thank you. no but that's true that's so crazy that's- that is crazy to be on the phone with you guys who we've been watching on TV for like ever. And you guys saying that. That's so nice. Thank oh, you. Oh, no, really but I, it's that. true. It's I really, really I, I you know, know it's, listen, A, I know it's true because besides the fact everybody says it, I've listened to it. It's not because I'm saying it. It's everyone says yes. it. The following you guys have, everybody talks about it. Bravo's acknowledged it. You've been on Watch What Happens Live. Everybody talks about it. And it's just proof in the pudding that the amount of downloads you have every month. It's just, you guys have built something that no one has. You got in at the beginning. You were smart. You're both smart, creative, talented, yeah. funny as fuck. I mean, what else can we say? I mean, you're, you know, a lot of credit though also belongs to the audience, right? Because we really, we truly wouldn't be here without the audience, which again, sounds like I'm like an accepting award. as just saying some phony ass shit on a stage, but it's actually true because we are like, we never would have been anywhere without the audience because people went and told other people about the podcast and shared it and like made sure other people learned about it. That really helped us because we're not famous people. We don't have, we don't have any famous cachet that like, you know, we like, we didn't just like appear on, on iTunes. They like splash us out on the front because we, like no one knows who we are. So we just like sat there and it was because people shared it and spread the word. And then eventually got to a point where people started spreading the word with, with more and more influential people too, that, that then they got the word out. 
like that stuff really really helps and so we're totally like a grassroots thing also what we cover like let's face it that has a huge that has a huge (laughs) part of it i mean we cover like bravo shows which you can't ask for better things i know but there's other podcasts that that cover bravo shows we were lucky we were i think we were the first ones that were that were fully dedicated to bravo we were the first ones and we were there for a few years I think then Bitch Sesh came along, and then mm-hmm. you know they're great, and then um, then yeah, and those then, girls uh, are fantastic. They're fine. And then they're... and then you know then like a whole it was actually really it's actually been really great that there's this whole world of podcasters that cover Bravo or sort of Bravo adjacent things because for the longest time podcasting was just like straight dudes being hipster and talking about like the beer they drank out of their navel and like it's cool <laughs> that there's like you know a podcasting space for like you know, Everything. the gays and the gals too, even though we have plenty of straight men as well. Ronnie and Ben, thank you so much for coming on. You guys are the absolute best. I can't wait till I can come on one of your tours. Oh my God. We would love that. We would love you to come to one of our We're shows. holding you to that sucker. I am. I'm totally doing it. We'll make you come to one of our like New York or Philly shows or whatever. Yes. Close yeah. by. I want to pop out of a cake. No, make it come <laughs> to LA. We need a road trip. Yeah, yeah. Come to LA. Come to LA. Yes, I want to come travel. Well, thank you so much. Have the thank best you. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy you Thanksgiving so to you guys well, all. Happy birthday, turkeys. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Well, everybody should just find you on Watch What Crappens. WatchWhatCrappens.com is our website. We're on uh, Stitcher, I- iTunes, or I- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Watch What Crappens. You can follow us on Instagram at Watch What Crappens, on Twitter at What Crappens. Just Google. Just we'll Google. You'll find us. So Google easy. Back. Okay, superstars. Thanks for coming on. Thank I'll you, so you guys much. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Was that not the best podcast? That was. So hilarious. I'm telling you, my cheeks are hurting. I don't need fillers. That just gave me like a big pump up up here. I know. I laugh so hard. And I love when they make fun of me. Oh, classic Marge. Classic Marge. Classic Marge. They just are so great. Just everything about them. And they're not mean. I love the way they cover it. And I just love to hear their story and how their parents are so proud of them. They should be proud of them because what they've achieved and how far they've come in, in an industry. And they really, they were the first ones in. So they really paved the way for so many other amazing podcasts that we all love now too. So without them, there wouldn't be other podcasts. And just, I love everybody take their advice. Just start your podcast. You don't need a big yeah. network behind you and just do what you love and the money will come. Yeah. If and that's something that's to say, said. just get on the mic. So thank you everyone for tuning in again. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And don't get in a turkey coma. Oh, I can't wait to get in the turkey I know, coma. me too. I'm looking like, forward to stretch pants and, and a day of laying around. Yes, I'll be on the sofa after I stuff myself with stuffing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a stuffed march, just what we want for Just what we want for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. You can find us every week on a Wednesday with new episodes at... Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget on YouTube and Instagram. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Keep dreaming.